Let us remain standing for the reading of the scripture that comes to us from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Good morning. It's good to see all of you today. I want to add my word of welcome and add some words of thanksgiving for all who have been part of this uh, congregation for the past few weeks and put on the various music programs and children's programs um, and mission opportunities and things like that. We've had a really full month here at the church and it's been an honor to work alongside of all of you uh, to make some of that happen. Um, we've not mentioned it in a couple weeks, but I do want to just take a quick minute and give you an update on our Pathways to Generosity uh, campaign. Uh, as of December 22nd, uh, just a few days ago, um, the amount of estimate of commitments have been have increased over the same period of last year. Uh, we're, we were sitting at about $2.2 million, $121,000 above last year, and, that, and, and the average estimate uh, that was committed is increased as well by $300 on average. So I want to say thank you for all of your generosity, your willingness to give of your resources for the life and work of our church. Uh, it's still not too late. Uh, if you're still praying about where you, uh, where God wants you to be in your giving, uh, you can still find the, the estimate of giving cards, if not in your pew, uh, online. You can simply email Sharon in the, in the church office uh, with that estimate of giving. So again, thank you um, for your generosity. We move forward in the church. The liturgical cycle, the Christian calendar, whatever vocabulary we use to describe it, offers a very rich and rhythmic pattern that helps shape our spiritual growth and our discipleship. 
Now we all know that Lent is a 40-day period, not counting the Sundays before Easter. Easter, in fact, is more than just a day. The Easter season lasts for 50 days, in part to remember that Jesus did walk this earth for 40 days uh, after rising from the tomb and then remembering the, the Pentecost experience that came during the festival of weeks that gave birth to the church because of the, the resurrection of Christ. Over the past few weeks, we finished four weeks of Advent, and we are currently in the midst of the 12 days of Christmas. That's right, it's more than just a song. It is a season. While our Advent journey is, is past us, we still remember it, hence the, the Advent candles are still there, but they're not lit. We are in the Christmas season, so we remember the journey past and celebrate the fact that we are in Christmas. So it's still okay to sing Christmas carols. It's still okay to have your decorations up because Christmas is a liturgical season that carries us all the way to January 6th, which is always the day of Epiphany. And of course, when we gather mostly week uh, after week on the first Sunday or on the, on the first day of the week, the calendar itself doesn't always match up with uh, where we are today. So January 6th is not today. Um, it's in a few days, almost a week away. So we have to make some adjustments uh, in our worship programming in order to get a hold of all of the rich special days that are in that liturgical cycle. But today we wanted to make sure that we gave the Day of Epiphany its proper attention because as we will also be celebrating Baptism of the Lord Sunday next week. So here we go. Epiphany, a word that we usually use to describe a revelation or an aha moment. It's a word with Greek origins that means appearance or manifestation. In the church, we've been actually celebrating the Day of Epiphany even longer than we have Christmas because originally it was an inclusive day uh, remembering the nativity, the incarnation, and uh, the baptism of Jesus. But over time, the church uh, adapts and adopts different practices and has spread those celebrations to specific days, um, different celebrations. But for us now, the day of Epiphany is a time to recall the Magi coming to visit the Christ child's home, not the stable, bringing their gifts to him. Because it's believed, actually, that when the Magi got there, Jesus was about two years old or so. On the day of Epiphany, we rejoice in the manifestation of the Word made flesh, the appearance of the Lord to all people, and the day brings the Christmas season to an end and sends us forward into a time of growth as we move on to the next stage of the church calendar. And in a way, Epiphany both completes one journey and begins another, much like how the Magi traveled there from their distant homeland following the star and found the king for whom they were looking brought an end to one leg of their journey. Then, being touched by God's grace in that dream, they left by another road into a future that we don't have recorded, but we can have the, uh, we can only imagine it was a future only made possible through that unforgettable encounter there with the Christ child, that newborn king. And to keep with what is usually an emerging theme uh, with us all during the months of December and January, Epiphany is a time to remember and to move on, to be filled with a power that can only come from the Christ child, to walk ahead into a hope-filled future. We are all on an epiphany journey. 
We're invited to see it as a day of new beginnings, much like crossing a bridge, going from one place to another. As a child, one of my favorite trips was to go to my grandmother's house in Owensboro, Kentucky. There were many Christmas trips uh, growing up and I always remembered the car ride, I enjoyed the car ride, watching creation fly past the window, looking for different cars on the road and license plates, wondering what kind of neat things that we would do uh, when I got there. And the anticipation grew bigger and bigger the closer we got. And I always looked forward to crossing the bridge over the Green River just outside of Calhoun, Kentucky. It was certainly a landmark for me. Uh, it also became an aha moment because I knew we were closer. I anticipated the bridge. I looked forward to seeing the river below. I looked forward to, at the time, there was a replica of the old General Lee car from the Dukes of Hazard that I really enjoyed seeing. A few miles later, I would see the fields and the pastures, some of the fields holding, holding oil pump jacks. And, and then those things started reminding me in, of those fun events that I'll have with my cousins. Uh, that was getting closer and closer. The route that we took necessitated us crossing a bridge, literally. But for an elementary school-aged kid, it was symbolic that the, the routines were behind me and fun times were ahead. We all cross bridges, literally and metaphorically. What bridges are there in your life that spark transformation, transition? Where have you crossed a bridge from maybe one career to another? Has your journey taken you from a house that you've known for years into a city filled with new things? Is there a bridge in your life that has allowed you to leave the past behind? and embrace a new day? Well, I suspect there are many bridges. Good bridges, bad bridges, each one unique. Some bridges welcomed, others forced upon us, but all of them, turning points where God has an opportunity to appear, to manifest, blessing us with an epiphany. But I will always love the movie Forrest Gump. In the storyline, Lieutenant Dan has tracked Forrest down while he was in New York. Uh, Forrest stayed with Lieutenant Dan for a few days. They went out to celebrate the new year. The ball dropped uh, as people counted down, party favors and cheering, as you might expect as, as the clock struck 12. Everyone was happy except Lieutenant Dan. His face grew cold, became lost in thought of what his life had become. You see, Lieutenant Dan was wrestling with demons and living in darkness ever since he lost his legs in Vietnam. Barely getting by, not very well groomed, drinking way too much, Lieutenant Dan just couldn't move himself to the other side of the bridge until sometime later. He had made his way to the Alabama coast where Forrest was started out uh, on his own shrimping boat and one night a big storm arose while they were out fishing, and that became Lieutenant Dan's bridge crossing. Strapped in the crow's nest of the, of the boat, he screamed to God, he cursed God, uh, even gave God the finger. Uh, if you watch it, obviously he was venting some built-up anger and frustration of his situation when he lost his legs. Lightning flashed, thunder rolled, paint, rain poured down, and Lieutenant Dan threatened God that he would not sink that boat. Well, the boat didn't sink. And all calmed the next morning and 
And Dan's demeanor changed. His spirit calmed. He looked over and even thanked Forrest for the first time since Vietnam for saving his life. He found peace with God. He found peace within himself. Lieutenant crossed the bridge into what would become for him a very great future. And I believe that to some degree, all of us can relate to Lieutenant Dan's story. We may not have been to war. We may not have lost our legs. We may not have barely gotten by. We may not have drank too much. However, you and I are still no strangers to loss and disappointment, to uncertainty, to pain. We've had questions. We've had doubts. We've had fears. Perhaps on this Epiphany celebration, we can allow God to manifest himself in us and see this as a time for the dark clouds and the, and the dismal situations that sometimes fall upon us to be set aside. Maybe we can see through this encounter with the Christ child and, and cross through, cross over the bridge into a new day of living. A day that rejoices in the prophecy of Isaiah ringing true. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, that for darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They are all together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried to a nurse's arms. And then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you and young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Our light has come. The sun is risen and we move forward into a promising future. Now, moving forward is an operative phrase here. The whole idea of receiving new life and taking hold of a hope-filled future means that we have to leave something behind. Now, obviously, everything in our past isn't negative, like our pains and our loss. There are plenty of good memories that you and I have. However, when we cross the bridge into the future, we do so as a people who don't live in the past. We can't live in the past. We can draw lessons out of it and rely on the light of Christ. Our Epiphany Star still guides us into our pathways of mission and service, of joy and salvation, of renewal and transformation. It's okay to remember, but it's not okay to set up shop in the past and solidify our minds and our hearts to lock out anything different. To do that, will burn the bridges ahead of us, the bridges that God is using to fill us with blessing and promise. Had Lieutenant Dan kept living in the past, he would not have known the blessings contained in his friendship with Forrest. He would not have discovered a lucrative career in the shrimping business. He would not have taken the chance on walking with artificial legs or met his fiance. In other words, by living in the past, Lieutenant Dan would have barely existed. Yet by crossing the bridge, putting the past behind him, 
Lieutenant Dan was able to enjoy the blessedness of life. As you and I cross this bridge on this Epiphany celebration, we transition from the season of Christmas into a period of ordinary time. We move from a year that's winding down into a year yet to unfold. Many of us may even be making New Year's resolutions as we bridge into the future. A practice that's been occurring for 4,000 years. It goes back to the Babylonians, in fact. In 46 BC, when the Romans reformed the calendar, January was named after the Roman god Janus, who was depicted as having two faces, one looking backward and one looking forward. Believing that Janus symbolically looked backward into the previous year and forward into the future, the Romans offered sacrifices to the deity. They made, they made, they made promises to, of good conduct for the coming of year. And as you might have guessed, our good friend and pal, John Wesley, um, created the covenant renewal service, sometimes known as the watch night service, to set aside time for us to reflect on our sins and our forgiveness and to look ahead, to growing deeper in the practice of our faith in that coming year. But whether we call it a New Year's resolution or not, I believe that we are offered a chance to travel across this bridge of Epiphany, experiencing the manifestation and the appearance of the Christ child born to set people free. We move forward into a new beginning, a fresh opportunity, and we do so leaving behind the former things and trusting the one who put the star in the sky, the star that directed the Magi to the newborn king. I mean, have you ever thought about what the Magi did not know as they moved forward? They set out on a journey not knowing where it would take them. They didn't know how long the trip would be. They didn't know how they would be received in a faraway foreign land. They did not know what the new king would look like, nor did they know if they would even return home. Yet they took a chance and chose to make that journey anyway. Now, of course, after their encounter with the Christ child, they returned by their land by another route, a route different, a change that they had traveled before. The journey of the Magi was open-ended, and so was ours. What will we leave behind? What changes do we need to make that will draw us closer to God and closer to one another? In what ways will our practices adjust here so that we as a congregation are more welcoming and more generous and more engaging and more open to what God is wanting to do through us. Our journey across the bridge will be what we make of it individually and as a congregation. Sure, in moving forward, there are things that we don't know. There will be some trial and error. There will be some mistakes. There will be some successes. We may feel at times that we don't know where our journey will lead us, and we certainly never know what we'll find along the way. However, as we cross the bridge into the future, just like the Magi, we do know that God goes before us and will stay with us. The star still shines to illuminate our path. The Messiah is born. He fills our hearts with transformative aha moments. And we can have the assurance to believe that our journey will not be in vain. Amen. Closing hymn this morning is hymn 254. Stand as you're able and let us sing together.
forth. Go forth with the assurance that God leads us and stays with us. Follow your star into the future and trust that good things are on their way because Christ is born, Christ is alive, and Christ will come again.